Greetings. I'm the Reverend Jen Fenner of Epworth United Methodist Church in Gaithersburg, Maryland, and this is Transformed by Faith Today. We continue our January focus on prayer for the new year and a desire to be consecrated before God. Today, our focus is to pray for those who are suffering, particularly those who are suffering in my immediate community, that God would hear my prayers for their healing. Sometimes I think we lose sight of the fact that God honors prayer, that the role of interceding, of standing in the gap, of literally lifting up somebody else's name in prayer matters. It doesn't mean that if someone is so isolated in this world that no one is calling upon God for their healing or their wholeness, it doesn't mean that God will forget them or not respond to them. But there's something amazing about the promises that God makes to us, that when we cry out, call out for God on behalf of others, God hears us. And it doesn't mean that God always answers the prayer exactly as we want, but it means that God is moved by our desire to communicate with him. And that not only is God moved, but that God hears as we lay people before him. It's one of the most amazing gifts of the community of faith is our ability to literally lay each other before God, to ask on behalf of somebody else. In fact, I think it's some of the most powerful prayers that we pray because when we pray for our own needs, when we pray for our own wants, we so easily get caught up in the very limited lens through which we see. But when we find ourselves interceding for others, interceding for their freedom, interceding for their healing, interceding for their wholeness, there's a way in which God hears and honors and a way in which I think we see clearly sometimes, more clearly than we see in our own lives. Jeremiah 33 again gives witness to a time when the Lord came to Jeremiah Jeremiah was still confined in the court of the guard and God speaks to him in verse three of chapter 33 in Jeremiah. God says, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Sometimes when we think about the prophets of old or people who have a prophetic gift now, we think of those who have the ability to speak the will or the word of God almost to give us insight into the future. But many times, those with the gift of prophecy are called to intercede on the behalf of others, literally called to go before God and ask that God would provide healing or covering or salvation to others. In this Jeremiah 33, starting with verse 4, we know that Jeremiah the prophet is confined in the court of the guard. We know that Jeremiah's life it's not for nothing that he's called the weeping prophet. And yet, even in all of the personal suffering he faces, God hears Jeremiah's prayers. And in verse 4, 
For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the houses of this city and the houses of the kings of Judah that were torn down to make a defense against the siege ramps and before the sword. The Chaldeans are coming to fight and to fill them with the dead bodies of those whom I shall strike down in my anger and my wrath. For I have hidden my face from this city because of all their wickedness. But I am going to bring it recovery and healing, God says in verse 6. I will heal them and reveal to them abundance of prosperity and security. I will restore the forces of Judah and the fortunes of Israel and rebuild them as they were at first. I will cleanse them from all guilt of their sin against me. I will forgive all the guilt of their sin and rebellion against me. And this city shall be to me a name of joy, a praise and a glory before all the nations of the earth who shall hear of all the good that I will do for them. For they shall fear and tremble because of all the good and prosperity I provide it. I find it interesting that sometimes we're called to intercede for situations, for cities, for communities, for people who have perhaps not in our understanding followed the will of God. And yet we're called to pray, not pray for condemnation ever, but to pray for salvation, to pray for healing, to pray for wholeness. That becomes intensely more personal when we find ourselves doing that for people in our immediate community. And then even more personal when we're praying for people we love. Sometimes some of the hardest prayers that we pray are for our children or our partners or our parents or our family members. I think we do have to be careful as we intercede for others that we don't do so from a place of judgment. Jesus, in fact, called out some of the Pharisees who would pray loudly and publicly, beginning their prayers with all of the perfection that they saw in themselves and only then praying for others. No, I think God calls us to approach with a spirit of humility, to see the brokenness and the need, physical and spiritual and emotional, not only in our lives, but in the life of others, and to pray that God would intervene to pray that God would show the way, to pray that God would heal, to pray that God would free. There is a reality of being bound, of people and places that are literally tied down by poor decisions, by burdens that are too heavy to carry, by internal dialogues that don't ever allow them to hear the voice of God. And sometimes God uses us to pray, to intercede, to speak life, even into the very city, the very place that God has already shown there to be trouble. And so today I invite you to use the gift of prayer, not just for your own consecration, but to lay others before God, that in so doing, God would not only teach you the power of prayer, that God would give you the posture of humility and enable you to see in somebody else's need and in somebody else's healing the capacities of God in your own life. Lord, we're grateful that there is never a city, a country, a person, a place, a church, a child, a partner, a relationship that is beyond your capacity to heal. We're grateful, God, that even in the places where you have spoken your anger, you are always willing to bring to wholeness.
God, we're grateful that the nature of your person is love. We're grateful, God, that you give us this extraordinary gift to intercede for one another. Lord, forgive us when our lives move so fast, when the thoughts in our own head and the demands of our own life become so big that we lose sight of the capacity, of the gift, of the invitation to pray for others. God, I thank you for those who have prayed for each one of us faithfully over time, for the grandparents that prayed for grandchildren when the grandchildren never knew, for the friends who interceded on behalf of friends without ever saying a word. I thank you for those who have the gift of prayer, who sense so acutely both the power that there is in praying and the need to pray for others. I thank you, God, for the circumstances and situations that the prayers of others have, have changed because of those prayers. God, I ask that you would teach us this year to not only focus our hearts and our minds on you daily, but always, every day, as part of seeking you, that we would stand in the gap for others. Thank you, God, that you allow us to intercede for others and you allow us to be held by others. Thank you, God, that you hear when we seek your face. Use us today, God, that the person you've placed on our heart right now would be the person we intercede for, not in arrogance, not in judgment, not in prescription, but rather in trust that you, God, know all, are able in all, and desire healing and wholeness for all. In Jesus' name, amen.